Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. Today, we talk the Montauk Project. Let's do this. Our story starts in the Philadelphia Navy Yard, 1943. In the height of World War II, American vessels are being sunk by German U-boats using magnetic torpedoes. This led the Navy to develop Project Rainbow. The goal is to make American ships invisible on radar by manipulating the magnetic fields around the ships. The experiment was allegedly based on an aspect of some unified field theory, a term coined by Albert Einstein to describe a class of potential theories. These theories involve the forces of electromagnetism and gravity. In other words, they would unite both electromagnetism and gravity in one. Unspecified researchers thought that some version of this field theory would be enabled by using large electrical generators that could bend light around an object via refraction, so an object would become completely invisible. Imagine a laser bouncing through water around our ship. There are no reliable, attributable accounts, but in most accounts of the supposed experiment, the USS Eldridge was fitted with the required equipment at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Testing began in the summer of 1943 and was supposedly successful to a limited extent. One test resulted in the Eldridge being rendered nearly invisible, with some witnesses reporting a greenish fog appearing in its place. Reportedly, when the ship reappeared, some of the sailors were embedded in the metal structures of the ship, including one poor sailor, who ended up on the deck below where he began, with his hand embedded in the steel hull of the ship, as well as some sailors went completely off their rockers. There is also a claim that the experiment was altered after that point at the request of the Navy, limiting it to it creating a stealth technology that would render the USS Eldridge invisible to radar. None of these allegations have been independently substantiated. The conjecture then claims that the equipment was not properly recalibrated, but in spite of this, the experiment was repeated again on October 28, 1943. This time, the Eldridge not only became invisible, but also disappeared from the area in a flash of blue light and teleported to Norfolk, Virginia, over 200 miles away. It is claimed that the Eldridge sat there for some time in the view of the men aboard the SS Andrew First Send. Whereupon, the Eldridge vanished, then reappeared in Philadelphia at the site that it originally occupied. Apparently, also, it was said that the warship during this time traveled back in time about 10 minutes. Some crew members were said to have been physically fused to the bulkheads while others suffered from mental disorders. Some rematerialized inside out and still others vanished. It is also claimed that the ship's crew may have been subjected to brainwashing to maintain the secrecy of the experiment. Our dive into the Montauk Project is a result of a book series published by a man with the name we already are familiar with, 
Preston Nichols, 1992 saw the release of The Montauk Project, Experiments in Time, co-authored by Peter Moon. Now we remember Preston Nichols by his interesting background. Nichols was born in Long Island, New York in 1946. He received degrees in parapsychology, psychology, and electrical engineering. After graduating, he went into defense electronics and wound up working at Brookhaven and AIL. Nichols claims to have recovered repressed memories of his own involvement and claims that he is periodically abducted to continue his participation against his will. In 1968, Preston became involved with Montauk officially. He got involved with the end of a stealth research project at AIO. Preston was told that the research started right after what we know as the Philadelphia Experiment. He actually read the final report of Project Rainbow, which we now know as the Philadelphia Experiment. The book series released by Nichols in 92 are first-person, seemingly science fiction novels covering the experiments carried out on the Montauk Peninsula during the period he was there. It is not known precisely, but it seems Nichols was there from the late 60s into the 80s, and possibly the past and future, if these time travel experiments are indeed real. Now when we discuss the Montauk Project, we are referring to a series of experiments and covert operations that, as recorded by Nichols and many others, many anonymous, for obvious reasons, involved the U.S. government and possibly even foreign powers such as the Nazis from World War II and Nikola Tesla himself. Of course, this would be impossible as Tesla died in 1943 in New York. Nichols claims that Tesla himself has altered time and come as a younger version of himself to lead the experiments at the Montauk Project. His title was specifically the Director of Operations. The Montauk Project in particular deals with mind control, psi warfare, teleportation, time travel, interdimensional travel, and extraterrestrial contact. It is rumored that the Montauk experiments were a continuation of the Philadelphia experiment from the 1940s. Researchers that have claimed to still have had knowledge of the previous experiments in time travel at Philadelphia began pondering ways in which technology could advance humanity. When the scientists requested money from the U.S. Congress, they were turned down as the politicians did not want to risk lives over money. In return, these scientists took their effort to the U.S. Department of Defense and locked in funding at the former Montauk Air Force Station known as Camp Hero. Camp Hero is an ideal point situated at the tip of Long Island. On the base sits a gigantic radar tower and unique antenna known as the AN-FPS-35. This tower was introduced in the 1960s as one of the largest air defense radars ever produced. The creation of the tower makes sense as the location was strategic in defending the eastern seaboard from invasion from the east, specifically for New York City. The tower was a strong artifact to the theories surrounding the secret experiments that were conducted at the base. Nichols claims that often Tesla coils and huge fields of electromagnetism were needed to achieve certain aspects of time travel. Now, if you journey over to Montauk, the tower still stands today. And the claimed reasoning for its persistence is that local fishermen and sailors prefer the huge radar tower as a landmark than any other object, as its impressive size stands above trees in the surrounding forest. Yes, that makes sense but the probability of the tower still being in use is there. In fact, to this very day, many parts of the base, despite the parts being converted to a national park around 1984, and many of the parts being sold off as land, these parts are still guarded by armed officials for unknown reasons. It is true when you look at the very end of the Montauk Peninsula, there's not much to see. There's the Montauk Point State Park Lighthouse and a few restaurants, a couple tourist attractions, and some undeveloped woodlands. But many of the theories literally dig deep into the ground, time and space that is. The base was known for one major experiment, 
the Montauk Boys. These were a bunch of runaway boys and young adults that Montauk took in, almost in a sense tortured them and experimented on to unlock their Psy abilities, in a sense to become Psy warriors. These boys, in combination with a radar dish and a device called the Montauk Chair, were able to open portals through space-time. They were able to create matter simply by using their minds and see through the eyes of other people in the world. One of the things that these Montauk boys were able to accomplish is they were able to harken back to the Philadelphia experiment. Through opening a portal through space-time, they were able to interact again with the USS Elridge. While the ship traveled through time, two men jumped off the boat, Al Bielik and his friend Duncan Cameron. Due to the fact that they jumped off the ship, they were trapped there in the future and they arrived disoriented at Camp Hero in 1983. This was possible due to the fact that the Montauk boys were able to make a portal and connect these two instances in the world. Due to the fact that the Philadelphia experiment was the first time that the US government had opened this porthole to space and time. Now let's dive into some of the theories. Matt, hit us with one. So it was said that a porthole in time, or literally a portal, was opened up as a result of this experiment of both the Philadelphia experiment and the Montauk project. And this porthole kind of interconnected the two projects together. This would uh, theoretically allow researchers to travel in time anywhere uh, in time and or space. This was developed into a stable sort of time tunnel that we kind of hear reiterated through the theories of this time travel phenomenon. And due to this time tunnel, it started to gain the connections with some extraterrestrials. Now, apparently these extraterrestrials, they interacted with us and they gave us some of their technology which furthered the development of the Montauk Project, which is an interesting way to think about it, but it's just a theory. A majority of the theories surrounding the Montauk project were the result of the use of alien technology. It was said that alien technology was the only reason that many of these experiments could be carried out. Rumor had that the Montauk facility expanded deep underground, encompassing almost five miles. Apparently, due to all this power of the Montauk project, they say that their effects rippled through time. Apparently, they were the organization that hoaxed the moon landing. Apparently, the Montauk Project affected a lot of things that we know in our world today, one of which is the American Civil War. The American Civil War was originally said to have been won by the South, but researchers at the Montauk Project were theoretically sent back in time to change the outcome of the American Civil War so that the North came out victorious. Another example of this time travel changing things is apparently the Montauk Project was able to hoax the moon landing. Scientists apparently also while there formed a cult and made a 50-foot titanium ziggurat. And some other projects that came out of it were some bioengineering of things you might have heard of today. The Jersey Devil was one of the theories created out of the Montauk Project. Theoretically, the Jersey Devil hopped over from the experiment laboratories from Long Island all the way to New Jersey to the Sand Barrens. 
I think you can tell by our uh, our uh, our review on these theories that we don't believe a lot of them. If the Montauk Project were able to travel through space-time, meet aliens, then why would we have to ever hoax landing on the moon when clearly we could just portal ourselves there anyway? So, Matt, let's kind of just let's kind of decompress. Let's talk about what we've just gone over here. What do you think of the Montauk Project? You know, I can see some truth behind some secret covert government experiments to alter time. Now, we went through a couple different periods here. We went through World War II, and now we're going into the Cold War. Now, both of those phenomena might promote our military to do some pretty crazy things when it comes to getting the edge or advantage over the enemy. So, psychological warfare, we already do forms of it, and we are familiar with those forms, but this kind of experimental side of it, yeah, sure, there can be things going on. It's at a military base. Who knows what happens at military bases? Things happen in interesting ways during war. Now, we just talked about the American side of experiments, but even over in Nazi Germany, there was tons of experiments on humans and just bending the laws of physics as we know. So... When we think about the effects of the Montauk Project, you may feel like you've never heard of this, but there was a show that actually its working title was Montauk, but you all know it as Stranger Things. Now, if you thought you heard some similar things, Stranger Things originally was based off of the Montauk Project. Just think of how our, our lovely characters could have been Long Islanders, but there's the correlations throughout it. Oh, this Hawkins facility, that's where, well, that's Montauk. If you look at pictures of the actual base on the Montauk Peninsula, you can see a striking similarity between the buildings in Stranger Things, the cast, and the actual real-life events at the base. It could, who knows? Maybe Stranger Things is a nonfiction story where L is an escaped person you know who has psionic abilities one of the montauk boys themselves and then they brought the demi dogs in by making the portal into the other side you know who knows who really knows but for now it remains unsolved <laughs> i was gonna say that <laughs> but, well thomas just a thought, maybe one of the, these days we can actually get up there and go kind of walk the ground, see this giant radar tower, kind of ponder the thoughts of what could have happened here in our reality, another reality, a different time, another dimension. Who knows, Thomas? We really have no idea what could be happening there. Well, one of the men who jumped off the ship, Al Bielik, he would certainly sell, tell us that he actually is in two dimensions right now, so who knows? Maybe Montauk could be happening in a dimension that is not ours. But that's a theory for another time. But for now, be skeptical. You don't have to take our words as truth. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't expect us to have alien technology, which had then destroyed the base. But be skeptical. In conclusion, Montauk is now a national park. But what shut down this base that was apparently interacting with extraterrestrials? Well, it is rumored that one of the time tunnels that was opened up 
released some sort of beast that was a figment of the Montauk boys' imagination. Their mind created a beast that tore up the facility, eating scientists, destroying it, which then led to the base being taken apart and killing the monster within. Others say that they ran out of funding due to the fact that they were a secret group and they couldn't get publicly get funding that eventually just ran out of money. But for all we know, it could still be happening today and we wouldn't be the wiser. That's what we have for now on Montauk. And we hope to see you on the other side. This was Two Top, an independently created podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. You can find us at twotoppodcast.com. Support us on Patreon at the Two Top Podcast. Find us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at the Two Top Podcast. And view us over at youtube.com slash twotoppodcast. For any general inquiries, send us an email over at twotoppodcast.com. We'll see you next time for another two topics.